Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. For several days now, there has been a stirring in my heart and a stirring in my spirit such as I have experienced only a few times in the many years that I have walked with God. And in this stirring of my spirit, I'm beginning to pick up things in the spirit and beginning to understand that we as a family beginning with myself, are entering a new season. And um, this new season, from what I can perceive in the Spirit, involves a lot of preparation. And this preparation has to do with the new, the new wineskins, I believe, that God requires us to engage with Him in a fervent way and cooperate with the leading of His Spirit in preparing this new wineskin before He takes us over and cross over into another season in our walk of faith with Him. And I believe that this new season requires us to stir ourselves up in the Spirit and primarily in prayer and take hold of God and the things that God has prepared for us in our futures. Isaiah 42 verse 9 says, Behold the former things have come to pass, and new things I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. God gives us glimpses of the future, glimpses of His heart, glimpses of His plans, and of His purposes, as we stir ourselves up in the Spirit and begin to press into God's presence seeking His face in order for us to see and to understand those things that God has prepared for us. The Bible says that our physical senses cannot perceive, cannot see, as it is written in the epistle to the Corinthians. Paul says to them that I has not seen, nor ear heard, neither has entered into the mind of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That tells me that God has already prepared wonderful things for each one of us, both in our personal lives and in our futures, as well as in our corporate life as a spiritual family that seeks to extend and establish the influence of God's kingdom 
in our sphere of influence. But the Lord also says in verse 10 of 1 Corinthians 2.10, But God has revealed those things to us by His Spirit. Now, how do we get to find out the things that God has already prepared for us? And how can we walk into those things that God has anointed us for unless we know what they are? So the only way we're going to receive this revelation is by the Spirit. For the Word of God goes on to say, For the Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For no man knows what is in the in man except the spirit of the man, and no man knows the heart of God except the spirit of God which is in us. And by his spirit we receive the revelation of the plans and the thoughts that God has for our lives. But there has to come a time of seeking, a time of drawing near to God. And humbling ourselves before Him, earnestly seeking His face in order for Him to reveal those things to us. Now, let me say this. God is not... uh, We are not waiting on God. In, In fact, God is waiting on us. What is He waiting for? He's waiting for us to stir up ourselves and take hold of Him and of those things that He has prepared us for. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 64, and verse 7, the prophet is is, is communicating the heart of God and the complaint of the prophet. He says, there is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. Now, there are times when sovereignly the Spirit of God just falls on us, And there's a beautiful atmosphere and there's a willingness and a desire and a thirst. And it comes naturally to seek God, to stir ourselves and take hold of God in the anointing and the power of the Spirit. But there are times and most times where we stir ourselves up to take hold of God. In other words, we take the initiative rather than God. And that agrees with the word in the book of James, where James instructs us and he says, draw near to God and God will draw near to you. Now, let me say this. If you feel a distance in the spirit with God, it's not because God is holding out on you. No, it is because you have not drawn near to him. You have not pursued him. You have not stirred yourself up in prayer to take hold of him and of the things that God has prepared for you. Now, I believe that God, by his spirit today, as I'm announcing this new season of preparation, of working together with God to prepare a new wineskin 
for the outpouring of this new wine into our hearts and into our families and into our children and into the places where we have been given authority to minister, to touch people's lives. And as we prepare and and build this wineskin, we are required to do some work in cooperating with the Spirit of God. Now, many years ago, when I was still in business as a businessman and serving the Lord part-time in the ministry of an evangelist, there had come a season or a time when God spoke to me and He said, I want you to prepare for a new season in your life and I am bringing into your life significant changes that will change the course of your direction. Unless you are spiritually prepared and spiritually sensitive to the changes that I am bringing or I want to bring into your life, there is a possibility that you resist those changes, not recognizing that these changes come from me because I am changing the direction of your life. And God was preparing me to transition from being in the marketplace as a businessman to being in ministry full-time and getting out of the business world into the ministry. And it was a major change. But God gave me two powerful keys in helping me to prepare myself and to prepare my family for these significant changes that God was bringing into our lives. And the first key he gave me was the key of praying in the Spirit, praying in other tongues. And he spoke to me through his word in Romans chapter 8. The word of God says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our infirmities. The word there, infirmities, is weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, when you praying in the Spirit or in other tongues, It is not your mind or your understanding praying because there are things that our minds cannot conceive. Our natural understanding cannot comprehend God, nor the things of God. You can't grasp God and the things of God with mind power because God is a spirit. And so he said, when you're praying in the spirit, you are praying in an unknown language which my spirit gives you utterance to pray. And when you are praying that way, you are praying the very will of God for your life, for your present as well as for your future. In other words, there is a search. When we're praying in tongues, we are going into a mode of searching the heart of God. In in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I want you to have a look at this verse with me, please. Because it's very important. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I want you to read this from your own Bibles. 
1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning with verse 7. Paul says, But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has already prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them those things that our physical senses cannot perceive, cannot understand, cannot fathom. Those things the Bible says, are revealed to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. Underline that word in your mind, searches. So when we are praying in the Spirit or in other tongues, the Lord showed me that we are going into a search mode. Like this search engine that we have Google. You know, today, people, we just go to Google for anything we may have questions about. Well, you know, God put in a spiritual Google within us that has all of the answers that we need, that has all of the solutions to all of our problems, all of the challenges that we may be facing in life. And the spirit of man, our spirit deep down within us, knows things and understands things that the natural mind does not know. And unless the Spirit communicates that information to our mind, we will not be able to walk in the light of God's direction for our lives. So when we are praying in the Spirit, the Lord showed me that our spirit, by the help of the Holy Spirit, goes into a searching mode and we begin to search and search. What are we searching? We are searching the heart of God on our behalf and on the behalf of other saints. And that is why the Word says we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession or helps us to pray the very will of God. He says, Spirit searches all things, the deep things of God. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. But now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, why? That we might know, know, God does not place premium on ignorance. God wants your life to be flooded with knowledge and light and truth and revelation. And it's important that you know the path that God has set before you, that you know the plans and the thoughts of God that He has for you, for your loved ones, for your children, and for those whom you are praying for. And I've learned this through the years, that when I pray for someone fervently, God always speaks to me about that person and shows me how to pray. And as we go, and the Lord showed me, as you pray in the Spirit, you begin to to receive understanding of what you're praying for. The Bible talks about 
revelation knowledge. That's one of the ways that we receive revelation knowledge. Not the only way, but one of the primary ways that our minds are flooded with revelation knowledge and our minds are renewed by the will and by the word of God according to the revelation we received. So the Lord said, when you're praying in the Spirit, regularly, daily, and then he gave me another key, the key of fasting. And the Lord showed me that when we fast, we're not, we're not fasting as a work to receive something from God, because God is the same. He never changes. He is the same before we fast. He's the same while we're fasting, and he's the same after we finished our fast. What fasting does opens up our spiritual sensitivity that we may be able to grasp more readily spiritual things. And so he gave me these two keys. He said, I want you to fast regularly, and I want you to pray in the Spirit regularly. And when you do that over a period of time, you will know what you should do next and how to transition from one phase to another phase and cross over into the other side. Well, needless to say, I began to practice that. And I've experienced a renewing of my mind. I saw exactly what I needed to do in order to transition from one state into another, in order to transition from one country into another, and God was so gracious, and because I have sought God diligently, He helped me not only to come out of Zimbabwe, but to come out with silver and gold. We were able, and during that time it was impossible to take your money out the country. But because of the prayer that was prayed, angelic forces were released on my behalf. And I saw miracle after miracle after miracle taking place so that God would set us up in the city of Cape Town in a situation where we were absolutely financially independent as a family. Now, God was able to do that because I drew near to the Lord and diligently sought His face. Now, as I've announced this new season, I don't know what God has prepared for you, but I do know this, that the walk of faith is an uphill walk. It's not an easy walk. It's like climbing a mountain. And the easiest thing for us when we are climbing, we're tired, we, we get weary, and the most and the, and, the, and the most, or the most natural thing for us to do is to sit down and take a break. Camp, for in, in other words. And I heard the Spirit of God say to me that many of us have camped in our spiritual walk. We're not progressing. We're not growing spiritually. Our faith is not at a level where we are able to receive from God the things that are ordained for us. We, have, we suffer from spiritual weaknesses. And, and, and some of us cannot even withstand when the temptation comes, we fall because there's no spiritual dynamite or strength within our inner man to be able to push back and resist the temptation. And I know 
There are things that we need to be laying down, as the scripture says in Romans chapter, rather in Hebrews chapter 12, the word of God says, I want you to turn the Hebrews chapter 12, please. Beginning with verse 1. I'm looking for that verse of scripture. Therefore, Hebrews 12, verse 1, Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so, so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance or patience the race that is set before us. In other words, there are things that the Lord may show you things that you need to be laying down in this season of your life. I know I've reached a season in my own life where I need to pursue the face of God and, and, and draw near to God because I know there are things that I need to lay down, not necessarily sins, but there are things I need to lay down so that I can take hold of those things that God has ordained for me. And if I cannot see what those things are, how would I be able to do that? So the Word of God encourages us, instructs us to lay down every weight that holds us back and the sin that so easily besets and ensnares us and to run with patience and perseverance the race that is set before us. And so it's not time to camp, folks. It's time to stir ourselves up and begin to seek the Lord fervently and diligently so that, that we may grow and attain to those things that God has ordained for us to, to attain. There's a beautiful verse of Scripture that so many believers often quote, and it's found in Jeremiah chapter 29. I'm sure that most of you know this verse of Scripture. But we want to read the entire portion of these verses, not just some, but all of it. And, and, and extract from it what God is truly saying to us, especially at this time. Turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 29, and we will read verse 29, uh, sorry, verse 11 through to 14. 29, verse 11 through to 14. This is what the word of the Lord says. Not for I know, that's God speaking, the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, says the Lord, and I will bring you back from your captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you to the place from which I cause you to be carried away captive. Notice what God said to his people. And I believe this word is also speaking to us today. And he says, I know the thoughts, the plans that I think toward you, they are thoughts of peace, not of evil, 
I don't intend to harm you or do you evil, but I want to give you a future and a hope. But it's not good for God alone to know those thoughts. Yes, God knows your, the thoughts that he has toward you, the dreams, just like any father who loves his children. He has beautiful dreams about every single one of his children. He wants them to excel. He wants them to prosper. He wants them to, 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 to go in a direction that will honor the Heavenly Father. And if we earthly fathers and mothers have dreams for our children, how much more God has dreams and thoughts and plans, wonderful plans for each and every one of our lives, both individually and corporately. God says, I know those thoughts. But for God to know them alone is not good because if we do not know those thoughts and those plans, how can we walk in them? How can we obey the Lord and walk in those plans and those thoughts that God has for us? But then he says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart and I will be found by you, says the Lord. Now he says, those thoughts, I want to reveal them to you, my plans your future, the future that I have planned for you. I want to reveal that future to you, but I want you to come and seek my face first. And when you do so with all of your heart, I will be found by you. And when you find me, you're going to find yourself and you're going to find your purpose and destiny in life. And you're going to be walking in the light and in the purpose for which I have created you for. But unless we diligently and fervently stir up ourselves to seek God, God is not going to push His will on us. He never does that. He doesn't force Himself upon us. He doesn't force His plans or His purposes upon our lives. He waits for us to draw near to Him with an open and receptive heart, with ears that are ready to hear, with eyes that are ready to see the things that God has prepared for us who love Him. And once we get the revelation, that the faith is instantly there to accomplish those things. When God revealed His will in my life to transition me from a businessman to a preacher, it was a difficult transition, but when I saw the plan of God, and when I saw the steps that I needed to take in the Lord, faith was already in my heart to be able to take those steps. And it was the easiest thing in the world for me to do, because the faith was already there. And that faith came as a result of seeing and hearing what God had planned for me and for my future. Do you see it? I trust you do, and I pray the Lord will give you understanding of what I'm sharing with you. Now, there are a few questions that I want us to ask ourselves. And really, we need to be honest with ourselves, because from time to time, I believe, we've got to do some soul searching and, 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 and be serious about the things of God. One of the questions that we need to ask ourselves is, is the question that the Lord put to Adam when he came looking for him in the garden. He said, Adam, where are you? Now, this was not a question of location. It was a question of position. Where are you, Adam? What, what have you done? You've left your position. You've left your authority. Where are you? He was displaced. 
And he's asking that same question to us, to each and where are you? Adam, where are you? What's going on in your life? What's going on in your spirit? Where are you going? That's another question that we need to be asking. Where am I going? Is the future clear before me? The Word of God says when the Spirit of God comes, He will show you things to come. That means God is not going to spring surprises on you when you walk in the Spirit. Because the Spirit of God will show you things to come in your own life. For what purpose? To prepare you so that you may walk into those blessings that God has ordained for you. And when we are so spiritually in tune with God, we will know the traps and the hidden and the hidden maneuvers of the enemy that he has planned for our destruction. And we will be able to avoid them because we walk in the spirit and not in the natural. Now, most of us are walking by natural wisdom and natural understanding. But the Lord says in Proverbs, Lean not unto your own understanding, but trust the Lord with all your heart. Your heart is your spirit. Your spirit knows things about you that your mind does not know. And in order for that knowledge to come from your spirit to your mind, it will take prayer, especially praying in the spirit. The very will of God. Now, where are you going? One of the questions the Lord is asking me, he says, son, are you marking time or are you fulfilling destiny? And that's another question we got to ask ourselves. Am I just marking time or am I fulfilling my God-given purpose? Am I fulfilling my destiny? God has anointed you, every one of you, by His Spirit and appointed you to accomplish certain things in this life. And God wants you to fulfill every single one of those works, of those assignments that He has given you. And at this stage of your life and my life, we need to be clear what God has anointed and appointed us to do so that we don't experiment with life, with life but we live with precision and purpose as we walk our faith out. Hello, are you still out there? Raise your hand, please, so I know you're listening to me. Because this, what I'm talking about, are very deep things and are very serious things. We have entered into a season of preparation. And God wants you to begin the work of preparation so that you may give Him a vessel or a new wineskin upon which He will pour out this new wine and take you into the next phase of your life. You're going to cross over to the other side, spiritually speaking. Some of us may cross over oceans. I don't know. But God will minister that to you and will show you. Let me ask you another question. Are you satisfied with what you have of God so far? To remain on the shallow ends of God's grace and power, or do you desire to go deeper and deeper into the grace of God and the manifestation of His presence? Now, if we're satisfied, this message is not for you. But I want to stir up your heart today. 
I want to work up your appetite because there is so much more of God that we have not touched yet, that we have not experienced yet, that we have not tasted yet. We barely scratched the surface. Jesus died for much more than what we have experienced to this present moment. There is much more that God wants to give us. And there is much more that God wants to show you. Are you willing? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Jesus said, blessed, blessed, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they, they shall be filled. Not everyone, but only those who thirst and hunger for the things of the Spirit. Let me ask you another question. Is your path clear and bright before you? Do you know where you headed? The Word of God says in the book of Proverbs, the path of the just is as a shining light that continues to shine brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. God wants to flood with light your path so that you step, every step you take is a step in the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. <clears throat> Knowing, do you know those things which God has anointed and appointed you to do? If not, why not? And so the Lord is waiting on us, folks. What is he waiting for? He's waiting for us to stir ourselves up. You know, Paul writing to Timothy, he said, Son, stir up the gift of God that is within you. Don't neglect that gift. What gift is he talking about? It is the gift of the Holy Spirit. God's Holy Spirit has been given to us to lead, to guide to give revelation, to give truth, to impart strength, direction, guidance, light, wisdom, understanding. He said, stir up that gift, stir it up. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So there, there, there comes a time when we need to stir ourselves up in prayer. And there, I, know, I know of no other discipline that can stir our spirits up as the discipline of prayer. And so I want to encourage you to spend time in seeking God's face every day, every day, every day. Don't leave your house without spending time in pray in the Spirit. Those of us who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and if you're not, please pray and ask God to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, so that you can pray in the very language of your spirit, direct communication with God, to pray those hidden mysteries, those things that your mind and my mind cannot grasp, cannot comprehend. And I found that when I pray for a period of time in the Spirit, as I am praying in the Spirit and talking to God divine mysteries, there comes a time when my mind lights up. 
revelation comes. Oh, that's what I've been praying for. And out of your inner man begins to come forth deep down within you. Fresh understanding, fresh revelation, fresh insight concerning God's purposes and God's plans for our lives. And I've had that experience many, many times. I can confidently say that every major decision that I have taken by faith came out of searching God's heart, praying in other tongues with fasting. And so those are the two keys. They're not the only ones, but I know they are the two primary keys of accessing the grace of God and entering a dimension in the spirit that you can no other way into that dimension. So remember, it's a new time. It's a new season. And I believe that in these coming months, I believe that my preaching and my teaching will focus on helping you to prepare for the new season, to cross over into the other side where you become more fruitful, more productive in the, in the knowledge of God, in the things of God, where your life not only is going to be touched personally, but also you will touch many others through your communication, through your prayers, through your ministry. It's time to move on, folks. We have camped on this mountain long enough. God says, get up. Let's climb further. Because the higher you go in the Spirit, the clearer you see and the further you see. I don't want to leave this earth leaving things that God has assigned to me undone. I want to fulfill that, all of those assignments. You know, Paul said he was, he, he, you know, he, he said, I do not proclaim or think that I have arrived. In fact, let's read his very words in closing this session today. Go to the book of Philippians and let's read what, what the great apostle said in Philippians chapter 3, beginning with verse 12 through to 14, we read the following. He says, not that I have already attained. In other words, I haven't arrived. Have you arrived? Any one of us arrived? If you think you have, we will pray for liars that God will forgive you. None of us have arrived. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Notice that word. He says, I press on. This is not a physical pressing. This is not trying in the flesh. This is not working or trying to work something up in his own flesh. He's talking about spiritually pressing on, pressing into the heart of God, pressing on with the things of God. He said, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward for those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. 
here he is at this stage in his life and he says, I haven't arrived. I'm pressing on. I'm pushing forth. I want to attain. I want to grasp and take hold of that which Christ Jesus got hold of me. He doesn't, he's not a camper. He's a climber. And, and I believe the Spirit of God is encouraging us during this time to press into the heart of God, into the mind of God, and begin to see and begin to understand those things which God has planned for us so that we can cooperate with His Spirit and cross over into our promised land. A land that's flowing with milk and honey, blessing and overcoming power, not only for our own needs, but for the needs of those who are desperately seeking life, peace, and they all around us. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for your precious Holy Spirit today who has come to our aid and our assistance to enable us to search your heart. For your word says no one knows the things of God but the Spirit of God. And we have received not the Spirit of this world but the Spirit who is from God that we may know the heart of God, that we may know the things of God that we may know the plans, the thoughts, the ways, the purposes of God for our lives, the life of our loved ones, the life of our spiritual family. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit, for enabling us to search the very thoughts and ways of God so that we can walk in them, so that we can attain them and attain the blessings that you have in store for each one of us. I pray that you will bring an awakening to every heart within the sound of my voice. That you would put a desire within our hearts by your Spirit that will not give you rest, that we will not rest until, Father, you accomplish all that you have purposed in our lives. And we ask this in Jesus' precious and wonderful name. Amen and Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.